This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by The Path, the coach-guided membership designed to help you make alcohol small and relevant in your life by removing your true desire to grab that next drink. Our science-based, compassion-led program allows you not only to shift your behavior and your relationship around alcohol, but more importantly, uncover and reprogram your subconscious conditioning and neural connections that have been keeping you stuck for years. With daily live breakthrough coaching, an intimate and supportive community, regular peer-to-peer connection calls, and a complete vault of resources, this is where your path to total freedom and effortless enjoyment of your new way of life begins. Join us at NakedMindPath.com. Hi, this is Annie Grace, author of This Naked Mind and the Alcohol Experiment, and I am answering readers' questions today. So I have a question, and it says, hello, I have found This Naked Mind to be incredibly helpful in becoming and remaining sober. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, so I listen regularly. So thank you. That's awesome. I would love to submit a question for the podcast. I'm six months sober, and I feel great. But I abused alcohol for years and found sobriety to be the answer because I can't just have one drink. I drink to get drunk. I've completely turned my life around and I've been more ambitious and motivated in the past six months than I've been in the past three years. However, I find myself feeling incredibly smug about this realization. I find myself judging those who drink in excess and wasting their time and feeling really morally superior. What's the best way to deal with these judgmental feelings and share how good I feel as an alcohol-free person without coming across as a preachy teetotaler? So I'm going to start this conversation with this one sentence, and that is that nobody takes advice they don't ask for. So that's the reality. If we want to be influential, we need to do it in a way that is influencing without preaching, as you've already highlighted. And so first of all, I just want to say congratulations. This is amazing. I mean, it's so great. And sometimes we get our fuel, we get the emotions that sort of propel us forward from all different walks of life. And if it is feeling a bit smug and a bit, you know, proud of yourself, then I actually think that's great. I think that there's a point to where it becomes problematic and we'll talk about that. And it really depends how these feelings feel inside you. Here's the reality. In my first few years not drinking, I would look around, I would be out at a bar or something because I did everything I used to do. You know, I was like, I'm just going to carry on my normal life. And then eventually over a few years, I realized I don't really like doing these things. And I did change a lot of my habits. But at the time, I was just doing everything I used to do. And I remember looking around at a bar and I remember ordering my iced tea or having my, you know, just tonic water with a lime in my glass and looking around and just feeling like, gosh, I feel sorry for people. I feel bad. Like, I'm so stoked for myself. I'm so pumped that I'm not going to have a headache later. I'm not going to do or say anything that I'm going to regret tomorrow. I'm not going to have a hangover. Like it was so affirming. And I don't think those beliefs and those feelings are necessarily bad. I think they can be fuel. I think they can help you just maintain and further commit to the life and the person that you want to be. You know, I think equally, if you were, say that you, climb mountains and you love climbing mountains and you love being, you know, up high and breathing the cold air and you look around and you can literally just look at people who don't have that experience and be like, man, I'm sorry, you're not having this experience. This is an incredible experience for me. Maybe you'd want it. Maybe you wouldn't want it, but I would choose it. And so I'm, I feel 
sad for you that you're not having this experience. Now, you don't have to necessarily vocalize that and certainly not vocalize it in a demeaning or condescending way. But the reality is being really proud of your choices and really excited about what you have in your life is a good thing. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing at all. Now, in terms of how to influence other people, the best way we can influence other people is just by showing up and being happy and alive in the best versions of ourselves, because just doing that has people being like, wow, she's not drinking. Huh? That's interesting. And actually without words, just with presence is the most powerful thing we can collectively do to make a difference here. And it's so freeing because then we don't feel like we have to have the perfect words and we don't feel like we have to have the perfect science and we don't feel like we have to have the perfect argument. And then when people ask for it, we can start to tell about our stories. The human brain loves stories. We learn in stories, stories, you know, compel us they bring us closer to each other. They are how we communicate in such a big way. They're why things are so engaging. It's stories. And so the only thing you need to know is your own story. And again, what I started with is nobody takes advice that they don't ask for. So if when your presence and showing up allows somebody to be like, hey, you know, I'm curious, what, what gives? Like, why don't you drink? then you're able to give and talk. And I would do it in stories. I would just talk about what things have been like for you. In fact, every time that I feel like I'm going to say something that could come across and create any sort of shame or guilt in my audience, I immediately flip it back to, well, for me, it was like this. In my experience, this is what happened. This is how it showed up for me because that just disarms and it allows the point of communication to come through because I know that what we ultimately want to do is, you know, we want to just like a mountain climber might want to be like, this is the best thing ever. You can see for miles. It's so life-affirming. It makes me feel so good to be on top of this mountain. We want to just be able to communicate that in the best possible way and the most open way. But in terms of the very beginning of your question, like how do I not be smug? I think it's okay to be smug. I think it's okay to be proud of yourself. I think it's okay to feel inside yourself really excited about your own choices. And I don't think that means that you need to make anybody else wrong. There is something that we have in so many of our, um, just in the soup, I guess, in, in the whole collective society of this dichotomy be between if, if I do this, then everything else must be wrong, or I have to be right and you have to be wrong, or just this like parallel of having to take sides. You know, even if we see a TV show and, and two people are arguing, we feel compelled to take one side or another. You know, even in a novel, we could feel compelled to be team so-and-so or team so-and-so. Like we just feel compelled to take sides. And one of the most freeing things that I have done for my own mental health is just to say, you know what? I don't have to take sides. Like I don't have to feel right and like the other person is wrong, but I can feel right and also feel like and they're doing what they're doing and they're on their journey and they're on the step in their path that they're on and that's okay. And I can still feel great about where I am. And so just by feeling great about where I am doesn't necessarily mean that I have to feel like anybody else is wrong. And so I think both things can exist at once and it takes a little bit to kind of get there, but you can feel morally like you are doing the best possible thing for yourself. You can feel smug, you can feel amazing. And 
you don't have to make the other person feel wrong or even in your mind, you can just be like, and they're where they are. And I'm so excited for where they're gonna go because I hope that where they're gonna go is going to involve the same realizations that I have had. And if my example can somehow bring them closer to that and that somehow because they feel close to me, they don't feel judged by me, they don't feel like I'm showing up with anything but love and compassion for them, then maybe I will be the person that they ask when they finally decide, you know, to look at this for themselves. So anyway, don't have to exist in this dichotomy of just because we feel great, someone else has to be wrong. We can feel great and they don't have to be wrong. They can just be exactly where they are on their journey. And that's a beautiful thing. We are so excited to announce our newly recalibrated signature program, The Path Freedom Accelerated. This 90-day program is designed to make freedom from alcohol quicker, more accessible, and more affordable than ever before. Imagine if just 90 days from now you discover a new freedom without feeling like you're hanging on to willpower by your fingernails, without feeling deprived or like you're missing out, and without the shame, guilt, and blame. The Path Freedom Accelerated provides a guided, almost hypnotic sequence of content that speaks not only to your conscious mind, but also to your subconscious, actually changing your desire for a drink. Plus, you will receive daily accountability and support from our coaches and our community. If you feel like you have lost control of your drinking, there is a solution. One that's easier than you might think and doesn't involve rules, missing out, or deprivation. We would love for you to join us. Go to nakedmindpath.com to learn more. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.